0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello.
1: <laughs> What's up, Cass? We are live on Blog Talk Radio right now. I'm getting everything set up for Damn YouTube. It. Yeah, they, they they heard you. Yeah, but I mean, you said hello. That that's nice, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it was in a creepy. <laughs> Fashion out of nowhere kind of way.
1: So they know how creepy you are behind the scenes. So we're just breaking down that fourth wall. Then that's all that is. <laughs> Alrighty, we're gonna get things started really quickly. There you go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the p w f Empire podcast Jay here along with Cass and it is Friday Lord have mercy yes, it is Friday. the weekend has yeah, arrived you have no idea. oh i I have an idea this week has been rough it's been a fun and very um like i feel accomplished this week, but yeah. You know, with accomplishments, you know, you have the hard work behind it, and I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm,
0: tired. I'm frustrated. I'm aggravated.
1: Let, let me tell you, you say you've had a rough week? I've had a rough week. Mm. Oh, I haven't had a rough week. I've just had a very, like, taxing week. I was back in the command center today. I had some some good stuff, like the 24 command center. It was fun, oh,
0: Oh, the tax thing. You mean the one that we were talking about the other night that I just went along with the conversation and then I didn't realize until the next day I realized and I found out what a W-2 was for the first time?
1: No, not <laughs> not at all. No, I, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But um, yes, we have Elimination Chamber to discuss tonight. One of my and,
0: favorite pay-per-views.
1: Yes. I am so glad that Elimination Chamber is back in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. I I've said before that I am not a fan of these themed pay per views like TLC, yeah. Money in the Bank and stuff like that. Yeah, I I Hell in a Cell, of course, that that's like number one on the friggin' list. Get but right. I love the Elimination Chamber. I really do because it doesn't it doesn't bog you down with like some one-on-one match on the road to Wrestlemania because a lot yeah. of the times you get stuff like this and it could possibly be filler or you know it it, it doesn't really matter much or it could kind of get you off track and then WWE has to do like this breakneck turn into Wrestlemania with the Elimination Chamber you are provided with the opportunity to get A very entertaining match with a different concept and you get a lot of people in there and there are many storylines that could spin out of that match and i just think that it's a fun um stop on the road to wrestlemania so i'm really glad that the the elimination chamber is back and this time and it going over to smackdown thank goodness currently yeah i looked at the competitors in the Elimination Chamber match.
0: I like them. When they
1: announced it, I was like, yes, I cannot friggin' wait for this match. It's like, it, it's really, mm-hmm. really stacked. It really is.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I also hear a lot of people um, say that um, having pay-per-views in between Mania can somewhat be a bad thing because I th- yeah, it was it was a Sean Ross chat from fight He actually mentioned this a few times on how like He would hate the fact that 30 guys would compete in the rumble match, but yet six of those would get a title shot weeks later. And I can actually, I can see his point on that because it's kind of contrived because it's like, why would you compete in the rumble? Why not just take your chance at the elimination chamber and just go to WrestleMania that way. But I I get to his point, but yeah, I personally do like the fact that elimination chamber is between WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble because it it provides a, one opportunity, and plus WWE likes to change stories all the time, mm-hmm. and what this, what provides you is the fact that you could have a Mania match made after that, or you could have a championship run with somebody out of nowhere, and then you can give them a little run, so it, it just provides more story time, and not to mention the concept of it, like yeah, thank I love you, love it
1: thank you Greg Bischoff, but I heard that well, it, it's tech, supposed to be a new chamber. Triple H. Uh, the legit creator of the Elimination Chamber, Triple H, Eric Bischoff, just introduced it on screen. But going back to your uh, comment from someone else talking about why not just take your chances in the Elimination Chamber, that does not make sense within the WWE universe because the Elimination Chamber is supposed to be some barbaric structure that could wreak havoc on someone's body and it could take time off of their careers to say that okay i'm not gonna compete in the royal rumble where all you have to do to lose that match is get thrown over the top rope hell you you don't even need to get hurt in that one but in the elimination chamber there's so much risk from a violence standpoint mm-hmm. and or you know bodily harm to be inflicted on you so when i hear oh take your chances in the chamber no because hell look at randy orton In uh, talking specifically about the characters, the the, the fictional universe of WWE, Randy Orton is sitting pretty right now. He doesn't have to compete in the Elimination Chamber because he won the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble versus the Elimination Chamber, the Royal Rumble, that's the easier option. So I I understand why someone, a character, would want to compete in the Royal Rumble and avoid the Elimination Chamber all together. So if you kind of look at it from the in universe perspective, the elimination chamber is a bit of a punishment. It's like, okay, well you didn't win the Royal Rumble, so here's what we're going to do. You, you know what's stuff
0: it out in here. Yeah, you know what's been, what's great about it's the fact that this year this is the first time that we've gotten elimination chamber since the uh the 2015 special on the network. Because mm-hmm. that was the last time we again, and so it's been a while since we've seen this match. So it's good to to see it back. So let's get. Into weren't this there run. multiple
1: matches on that show? That's yes, one, but multiple elimination chambers. No, there was a, no, there was only one. There the was one, one elimination chamber uh, show oh, that they did pretty recently where it was multiple ones, and it w- was it like a tag team elimination chamber. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the tag team elimination
0: Chamber match, and then the the match
1: for the vacant uh, IC championship
0: inside the oh chamber. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, that that was in uh 2015. I remember that um IC mm. uh, elimination chamber that fucking sucked. But um I'm I'm glad that they're down to one now. So uh, Yeah, we have this card. Yeah, let's go ahead and start off with one of the three women's matches three. You know, taking place, which three. is which is surprising to me because well, I guess if you look at the way that Smackdown is and the stories that they've told on a week-to-week basis it's not really surprising if you've been like paying attention but it's just like well damn we we've gotten to this point now where there are three women's matches and i was thinking to myself okay well something that's that's crazy is going on here like they're not going to have all three of these matches on the main show but apparently they will be because i just checked um the card for Elimination Chamber, and Mojo Raleigh versus Kurt Hawkins, that's going to be the pre-show match. So, yeah. It deserves to be on the pre-show.
0: <laughs> the
1: three women's matches, let's start with the first one we're going to be discussing, Nikki okay. Bella versus Natalya. Now, the go-home build-up for this one was them
0: oh, doing Lord.
1: these. Uh, they were in separate places <laughs> via satellite. Oh, <No>, they weren't. <laughs> but... Yeah, really you, you know they were sitting in the same damn room, like in in in, in all actuality. That was a lie, but but yeah. Um, it, as far as you know, what they wanted us to believe, they were in separate places via satellite, and, and an interview was being conducted with both of them at the same time. Now, I like Nikki. That's my home girl, Natalia. Mm-hmm. I like Nikki. Okay, these women um,
0: cannot
1: act. They are terrible actors. <laughs> they really are. Man, this was this was kind of... Stop
0: stressful. using that trump this card. Yes, ridiculous. they are.
1: hmm But, yeah, this match, though. They, I mean, this, this feud has been very physical and finally getting these two in a match. Um, aside from some very questionable acting and uh, questionable... Some? Opinions, what... what Okay. Really? Most, Some? Uh, most? Maybe all? But uh, yeah, the, the match though. I this could possibly be a good match.
0: Oh yeah, I think uh, in ring wise, we all know that the match is gonna be fine. It's just um, it's just like what's
1: the?
0: I I really don't get the premise or the purpose of this feud. I really don't because it's honestly like it it's almost like the Carmella and Nikki Bella feud. They just took Carmella out because. Natalya is still attacking Nikki, which is what Carmella was doing. It's like they took the same feud and they just put Natalia in that slot. And again, no, yep. offense, to, no offense to both of these women, but it's just they have proven that, like, here's the thing. When you know they're not acting right, you can't get into the story well. And it's just like, and honestly, again, I'm going to ask this question, like, what is this really about? Because cause pretty much what we've seen is just like, Natalia saying the same things about Nikki Bella over and over again. And you could even hear in some of those promos that they were doing were almost repeating mm-hmm. like, they were the same words, just reworded every single week from a script. And that little segment from the go-home show that they tried to do was just absolutely horrendous. I'm sorry. And you knew they were in the same place because of the lighting situation. Like, you knew they were sitting beside each other, so I'm not even buying that. But, yeah, in ring it's I think it's, it, it's going to be the best women's match on the show. I'm going to go with Nikki Bella for the win because I just don't see – what you doing with Natalia with this win, and plus Nikki Bella yeah. needs to be protect, protected, in my opinion.
1: Well, the best women's match, I don't know about that one. We got another one that uh, I, I won't even necessarily say it's competition. It might run away with it, but uh, we, we'll get there, though. As far as Nikki Bella and Natalia are concerned, I did like the the buildup that they had on Talking Smack with um, Natalia attacking, attacking. Uh, Nikki. That, that was a pretty nice attack. That's um, pretty much
0: all it's been, and that's pretty much all you need to see from this whole fight is the attacks. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I felt that Nikki Bella's character has honestly looked really dumb
1: throughout this last month. I'm pretty ready for and- her to move on from this John Cena stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really
0: getting it's really getting tired of it. Plus, it's not helping. It really isn't helping Nikki Bella because. Like seriously, Nikki Bell is pretty much looking like an her character's looking like an idiot every single week. It's like you don't it's like you really cannot tell, like you really need to watch her back. And you just don't see that, Nikki Bell. You're not protecting her character in my opinion.
1: Okay, we are going to move on to the next match. This is Oh yeah. American Alpha. Uh and a tag team turmoil match. For the <laughs> with their titles on the line, they're going to be facing Heath Slater and Rhino, Breezango, Mango, <laughs> the Usos, Ascension, and the Vaude Villains.
0: Good God! Oh my! I mean, um, this is your
1: this is your tag team division, right? You're a big tag team fan.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's my division, but it's just like I'm going to say, as American Alpha have not been, they have not been on, they have not felt like champions, they haven't been. Treat it like champions. Like I feel, I felt as if the point to put the belts on American Alpha so you could repair the damage that you did to them when you first brought them up to the main roster. Now that, that they're champions, I mean these guys weren't even at the Royal Rumble on the event, and it's like they and they only defend the titles once. Even before the Rumble, you didn't really have them appear at all. So it says I feel some American Alpha. And this is this is further proves my point. I don't think they should have won the belts when they did, even though they had to change the plans. But you stick American alpha with these guys, like they look like I mean like look at unfortunately, look at the division. While I do think it's good and it's definitely got a lot of teams that they can get better. SmackDown just doesn't get behind most of them. And when you don't get behind a lot of the people in your division, then it's like when you actually put these guys in front of the challengers in whatever division that they're in, it's like there's only there's only like one or two challengers. And honestly, I would have just left this American Alpha in the Usos because when you put American Alpha with these Jabronis, unfortunately, it brings their level mm-hmm. down. So it's like I'll go with American Alpha for the win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos brought it up because – you need a heel. You need a heel team to win. You need a heel team right now because American Alpha. We saw Jay. We saw them when they were the NXT Tag Team Champions. They didn't do much with them after they had won the belts. So they're, mm-hmm. this just proves that they're great. Too. So yeah, I'll go with American Alpha for the win, But I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Usos.
1: Yeah, when they did that. Segment that basically created this tag team tur- turmoil uh, when American Alpha had the open challenge. I think that the first team to come out was the Usos. And, and then... when that happened, <laughs> no, but, but let's put the other t- stuff to the side. For, uh, you know, first, let me say this. When the Usos came out, I was like, all right, here we go. Let's do this because we know that they had the whole angle where the Usos injured Chad Gable when the Usos were red yeah. hot. After they turned heel and so they had know, them lose, they were firing on all cylinders um, then. So I looked at that segment when the Usos came out first. I was like, okay, they're about to start picking up this feud between American Alpha and the Usos again. And then everybody else came out, and where American Alpha stands right now, you could tell that mm-hmm. they're the booking. They're just champions. they they're they're flying by the seat of their pants. They have no plan for American None. Alpha and it just doesn't come off well for them. Of course I like seeing them I like seeing them compete in the ring. It yeah. they're great, but you can tell that there's no solid plan for what they want these guys to accomplish. As champions, and that is going to hurt them in the long run, because no matter how good they are, if they're not mm. doing anything of substance then it it it's just not gonna click and I'll agree with you um and when you said that maybe they shouldn't have won the titles because even that moment kind of came out of nowhere. It was a good match, but with a team like that, you want to build up some momentum to that point, and it's it was just like, okay, wow, also okay.
0: Also, before they had won the belts they didn't protect them enough. Like that's a team that they really should have protected, but it was like I know that the Usos were few with American Alpha and the Usos were probably the best team to beat them, but you beat them too early. And then you had them on the pre-show a lot of the times. And get this, watch them if they retain, watch their butts be on the WrestleMania pre show. Because I guarantee you that there's probably gonna be a lot of championship matches. And honestly, real quick this actually goes the same way for the Raw Tag Team Division when you think about it, because it's like you have heel champions, but it's just like there's only like one or two teams in that certain division that matter, and then the rest are just comedy or joke characters. So it's just like it's not a good place. For, well, that for... sounds like
1: the main event scene too.
0: Yeah, so, but oh, oh, real quick, um, um, Q was the saying, wrong in the the t- yeah, they go. Q was saying that t- Alpha and Usos feud would have. Some really good matches. I agree. But the problem is, for some reason, they're holding off on this few. For some reason, they're holding off on it. And I know that there are no plans to call up the Revival anytime soon because I heard they're not even on the, the tier list at the Performance Center. And I think I know why. But honestly, when the Revival gets ready, bring them to SmackDown so we can get a credible tag team division.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with the Usos for this one, too. Not because I think they're going to win. Because one thing you guys need to know about me, and I don't know if you caught on throughout all of these years that I've been on YouTube, but I do not give a rat's ass about predictions. Um, and the reason go. I say that is because that a lot of the times when it comes to predictions, it I have to lock myself to wwe logic so you get into a situation where you're like okay well what would the creative team of wwe do at this point that's not <laughs> the type of guy that i am i'm the type of guy i look into you know momentum character mm-hmm. moments and you know what can lead up to something you know better in the future so that when i say the usos for the victory here i'm not saying it because i think they're going to win i'm saying it because basically what cast said you put the usos as those you know hot ass heel champions have american alpha chase them then that could get us some good stuff and that could possibly get this tag team division on track so that's why i picked the usos for the victory here next match we're going to be discussing is becky lynch versus mickey james they were part of a contract signing on SmackDown, yeah. Nice segment, Mickey. Oh James,
0: yeah, it was.
1: She cut a damn good promo. Becky Lynch, she that was a really good response from her. Um, yeah. When I was talking earlier about a match that uh, could run away with the, the the top women's match of the night, yeah. I was talking about this one here: Becky Lynch oh. versus Mickey James. This could be some really good stuff.
0: Oh I, oh, I have no doubt. But it's kind of interesting the way they've been using Mickey James since. She has been back. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's good to see Mickey James back on SmackDown because, again, adding Mickey James to that division automatically gives that division a lot of credibility. Just just with her there, I think we still got to wait to see, like, what they plan on doing with James because, let's just face it, she's only been back for about a month now. So, it's like we still got to give time for her to adjust. I don't know about you, but I actually thought um, Mickey James' problem, I thought it was good. It was a bit slow for my liking.
1: I hate how she does that little thing where she—that's like Charlotte her, level. Her s's. She does this. Yeah, that's I, like Charlotte level promo. I hate that. But the content and everything else, except for those damn s's, yeah, was good. If, if, yeah. if she would stop that, she'd be top notch, wonderful.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, uh, but yeah, um, I'm glad that they're, again, I'm I'm really happy because this definitely proves that SmackDown actually uses their women. They don't like have a certain like two or three women that they, even though they're not using, they just don't like dumb them down the car. Like you put them in a program and if you want them to be in a championship picture, you at least give them something. So it's like, it's not like when you took Sasha Banks off TV for that, for the last couple of months, even after she got injured, you decided to keep her off TV because you felt as if you wanted to protect her. But when Mm -hmm. she got to facing the, the women's champion at that time, it was like, why is Sasha Banks getting a title shot when we haven't seen her get any momentum. So at least you're giving these women a secondary feud to be a part of. And I'll be honest with you, since the heels were standing tall, that dual contract signing, I'll go with Mickey James for the win because Mickey honestly needs a win just to establish just the fact that she's back, and real quick, mm-hmm. contract signings are one of the most overplayed cliches in the world of wrestling. I'm sorry, and, but
1: and, they and are. like I tweeted you, I 100% agree. But for me, like yeah. I'll acknowledge that, but I won't let it affect my enjoyment of the segment. Yeah, I got you. Because when when I saw that, I thought it was a damn good segment. I love the energy from. Everyone, I love the narratives that have been built up by each of the women. And Mickey mm-hmm. James, the fact that she is a veteran coming back from a different generation of wrestling to attack this idea of the women's revolution, I love that. And I was kind of questioning at first, why is she coming back a heel? Because she yeah. is a, a, a legend in women's wrestling. Um, and. You, you, you want to take advantage of that. She could go out there. She could get a pop, and everybody is going to love her, all of that wonderful stuff. Why would they bring her back as a heel? Her telling the story that she's telling, that's so very necessary, and it does – like, that, that That hits me. It mm-hmm. does something because every single thing that she's saying, it has merit to it because women's mm-hmm. wrestling didn't start with the four-horse women, Mickey okay. James was in the ring with Trish Stratus and, you know, this person and that person tearing it up. She was, she was tearing it up. So yeah. Her coming back and, you know, saying that, you you know, I created you Becky and I'm, I'm going to destroy you. I love that. Um, And I, once again, I'm on your side with the uh, pick for the win. I think that you, we need to establish that. Yeah. Mickey's back. Yeah. Mickey and, back uh, for the win.
0: Yeah, and another good point about that is just the sheer fact of WWE, all the how how often do we ask for continuity and how much do we ask for things to make sense? At least with this, it makes enough sense to where it's where the fans are thinking because honestly most of it is technically true. Mm-hmm. They like they, they just like really gloss over it Again, Mickey James was just unfortunately part of that the D word that we will not mention on this damn podcast <laughs> ever again. She was just under that era and you had Women like Mickey James, Trish Stratus, Beth Phoenix, Michelle McCool, Melina, yes. even Molly Holly. You you had women under. They were just unfortunate under that barrel. So yeah. Oh, even uh, Tara. I'm just gonna go. I'm just hmm. gonna go with Tara. Oh, Victoria. 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 Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> right. but, you okay.
1: Know. Let's move over to the other side of that contract signing. Alexa Bliss. Versus Naomi. This she's is a match so that is with the with the title on the line. When you say she's so great, which one are you talking about?
0: Alexa Bliss. Every single week, I can see she is getting more comfortable. She is getting better and better and better, and it's so phenomenal to watch. Because here's the thing: you want to talk about NXT Breakout Star of the Year? Give that uh, Billy k Peyton Royce. Get y'all's asses off. And give it back. Get your monkey
1: ass off the call.
0: Yeah, and give it to Alexa Bliss (laughs) because honestly, and get this, I honestly think Alexa Bliss is breakout star, even surpassing the male NXT wrestlers because she takes her position and she owns it. She's confident about it and she knows what she's doing. And her as the champ, like get this, I guarantee you, I feel as if if Alexa Bliss once she gets more seasoning, she can be that heel champion. That all she needs to do is just win, and that automatically is enough to get her heat. So when a babyface finally beats her, that babyface is probably going to be supremely over if they keep booking her the way they are.
1: Yeah, I got to give credit where credit is due for the character that Alexa Bliss p- plays. She's pitch perfect. She does every mm-hmm. single thing that she does plays so well into that character. And I love this little thing that she does. Like you'll see it on Talking Smack or you'll see it on SmackDown sometimes too, where somebody will say something and she'll go from that smiling little cutesy face to like the, the super bitchy face in a her. split second. <laughs> She's like the reverse version of a Sour Patch Kid. She's sweet on the outside, but sour on the inside. And she, she does a great job at playing mm-hmm. that character. So I'll give her credit there. She's you could tell that she like you said, she needs some seasoning. She still needs to be polished up. Mm. But the fact that they gave her the women's championship and they had confidence and enough confidence enough in her to go out there and do something with it, I admire that. I like that they took that mm. chance with Alexa Bliss. And as far as Naomi is concerned
0: Her in ring work has gotten much better, I will say yes, that. Like I've enjoyed has.
1: it. It really has. She has definitely stepped her game up and just her overall character, she's damn good at her character too. I think that what Naomi would benefit from is having a legit feud to where you could put some substance mm-hmm. behind some of the things that she says, because you'll hear her talking about feeling the glow, and she says very like she, she she says like very generalized statements and things like that. You put some substance behind a feud with her, and you can get some magic out of Naomi. I did not see that six. Uh, woman tag match that took place on the pre-show of the Royal Rumble, but apparently Naomi tore it up in that match. I've been seeing I've been seeing great things about her, and I saw the tag match not too long ago on SmackDown. It, we've reached a point where Naomi is the best hot tag in WWE, and I'm like, okay, I can rock with that. I can rock with uh, Naomi being the best hot tag in WWE, but um, I would like to see naomi win this match she were like because hell they took a chance with alexa bliss go ahead yeah. take a chance with naomi i want to see the, i, I want to see the women's championship feel the glow i want to yeah.
0: see it. day i'm sorry but the thing about it is and somebody in the chat mentioned it um the fact that uh, it, honestly naomi's title shot pretty much really is i know it because even though naomi was injured. And then, but she has been gone for quite a bit. And honestly, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Naomi hold the belt, too, where it's like, even when you are injured, if you're off TV and then all of a sudden you're in a championship match, unless you are a major star, I don't mm-hmm. want to see you win that championship. But if they can build you up to the point to where after, like, they can do a situation where if she loses, they can, like, do another, they can do a match. Like, they can get away with this few, like, going probably even, to mania, or maybe even past mania. Well, but... see, the
1: thing about that is, this isn't the first interaction that Alexa Bliss has had with Naomi. Before yeah. Naomi was out, they were they they had a little mini feud with each other that they could have definitely oh, yeah, done Naomi. something with. And, and they won't even talk about it now. Like they That's they say, weird. oh, uh, they say no, Naomi has pinned Alexa Bliss twice. Hell, Naomi has pinned Alexa Bliss more than more than. No, they they're including when they say oh, she pinned Alexa Bliss twice. They're only including the victories that she's had over her as champion. They're not even including the victories that she had over her. Um, what was the show? Was it Backlash or No Mercy? I forget. But the it ones was no where. Mercy. Yeah, the one where um, Becky Lynch was injured and she couldn't defend the championship and Alexa Bliss was preparing herself for a championship match and Naomi comes out and then Naomi ends up pinning Alexa yeah. Bliss. They could have made something out of that and tied that to what's going on right now. But for some reason, they're not. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but like I said, I, I you got to keep the belt on Alexa
0: Bliss. Because you got to keep that momentum going. Again, Jay, like I said, if they can build up Alexa Bliss enough, she can be that champion that just beating the fan favorites is enough to get her enough heel heat to where she'll be a great heel champion. And I I just can't wait to see Yeah, I got Alexa Bliss winning this one.
1: Mm, I'm going to go with Naomi. She talked about on Talking Smack a few weeks ago. Yeah. her hometown of Orlando, Florida, her coming down that ramp. She, um,
0: that's normally uh, a bad sign.
1: <laughs> I mean, hell, I, I just want to see her dance down the ramp with the championship. Whatever happens in the match happens. I just want that moment. Like, I, I, I want to feel the glow on the way to the ring with the title.
0: Think about it though. Three women's matches on a show. What was the last time we saw that?
1: I'm sure we got some fact checkers out there um, that could check that. Probably it never. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Some somebody in the comments let us know. Is this the first time that this has happened? And if not, when's when's the last time? Because I know it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. What do we have up? Next, um, a handicap match: Kalisto <laughs> and Apollo <laughs> Cruz versus Dolph Ziggler.
0: This match makes no fucking sense whatsoever.
1: <laughs> it, it, I, I'm
0: sorry. It, it, it makes like,
1: Apollo like, Cruz and Kalisto look like fucking chumps.
0: Actually, no, no, no. I'll give you a perfect phrase for anybody who knows or watches Sanford and Son: Dummies. <laughs> That's what they look like. No, no, no. Here's a, no, no. Chomps, no, man. No, no. Here's here's a quote. This is a this is a major quote. Super dummies. <laughs> that, that that that's what they're like. Like seriously, like this. When I heard Daniel Bryan make this match, I'm like, why am I supposed to feel bad? Why am I supposed to cheer that the heel is gonna be in a two-on-one handicap match against two jabronis, unfortunately, in Apollo Cruz. And um Calisto when Dolph Ziggler, I am sorry, but this heel turn has been so weak. It has been very weak because he hasn't gotten better. He's still losing. Like seriously, when you when you make a heel turn, the heel turn happens for a purpose. And when the heel turn is made That that person's supposed, their character dynamic is supposed to change. They're supposed to be gaining momentum. They're supposed to be elevated a certain way, but yet Dolph is still in the same position he was at before the heel turn. And honestly, like, seriously, again, why am I supposed to be happy that the heel is in a handicap match? And why am I supposed to cheer the two faces? Like, seriously, two-on-one handicap match. It's it it isn't if the roles were reversed, then I get it. But when you have it the other way around, it just Uh makes the baby faces look weak.
1: And honestly,
0: yeah. And if Dolph loses, it makes him look weak. So I seriously don't see like what's the point of having this. And honestly, for the last month, it feels if these guys have been cycling like the never-ending cycle, and there just hasn't been any substance to this whatsoever. I honestly hope Dolph Ziggler does win just so we can get away from this because just send Apollo and Callisto back to NXT because Callisto gets no reaction from the crowd. Apollo Crews barely gets any reaction from the crowd. And Dolph Ziggler is just a Shawn Michaels wannabe who needs to take those damn skinny ass tights off. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't stand this. Yeah. This is, this is what you get in
1: Trump's America, man. Mm
0: hmm. No, no, no. Well, tell that to Kalisto. You got to take that for what you
1: will. Tell that to Kalisto. (laughs) Okay. um, I I, I don't know about this one, so we're just going to move on. Oh,
0: it's going to be a bad match. It's going to be bad. (laughs) You know what would be funny, though? What if one of them automatically turned? What if Kalisto or Apollo just turned on each other and then
1: joined Ziggler?
0: Mm,
1: That would make them seem like even bigger punks than they are right now. And everybody leaves that one looking terrible. So, there you um, go. Okay, and we have Luke Harper versus the 2017 Royal Rumble winner.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not even laughing at the math. I'm just laughing at the fact that you just said Randy Orton is the 2017 winner of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but I mean,
1: at least at least uh, Roman Reigns didn't win. That's what most people are thinking. So they're they're fine that Randy Orton won, just as long as it wasn't Roman Reigns. So it's okay. See, this just shows you how
0: fickle fans are. That that that, that just shows that it's fine. Yeah, um, I'm actually fine with this match. I mean, we saw it a few weeks ago on SmackDown, and I gotta say, I I really enjoyed Luke Harper's promo from SmackDown Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I, I I really enjoyed it. Like at least he's showing some character development, which is what I always beg for from WWE, and at least Luke Harper, they are... I don't know if this is like a slow burn face turn, but I would tell you this. If they're doing it, it's definitely a hell of a lot better than they tried to do with Seth Rollins, but um, but I will say this, though. That moment from uh, the match that Randy Orton and Cena had when Bray was interfering and Luke Harper made that run-in, that (laughs) viscous clothesline was... (laughs) That had some malice to it. Like, holy crap. But yeah, um, I got to go with Orton because he won the Royal Rumble. You got to keep his momentum. Even though it was fine for Cena to pin him, you got to keep that momentum. But it is kind of weird seeing Luke Harper has a little bit of momentum since he just turned face that you got to beat him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, of course, Randy Orton is going to win this one. And this is another chapter in the continuing uh, saga of the Wyatt family in there. and their and well, I don't know if they're really imploding. It's just Luke Harper. They casted him off to the side. Uh Bray Wyatt hit the upgrade button. Went from Luke Harper. No, he went from Eric Rowan to Luke Harper, then from Luke Harper to Randy Orton. So yeah, Bray Wyatt has been making some big moves. Man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, big moves. And yeah, you know, honestly. I think Eric Rowan is supposed to come back eventually. I hope he does team with Harper I, because that adds another tag team to that division number one, because those two are going to need each other when Eric Rowan gets back. And it's just,
1: you know, it's <laughs> funny. It's Eric Rowan is going to need Luke Harper because Luke Harper could go on his own. But yeah, Eric, bit of help?
0: Let me ask this question. I mean, we've seen the character development from Harper pretty much since the rumble. Like he's actually been showing some signs of, conflicting like doesn't know what to do actually striking at bray i'm actually really liking this but i don't know what they can do with luke harper as a singles guy because we saw what happened the last time when they did that he didn't really stand out as much even when he was the ic champion. and that honestly should not have happened but if you really think about it luke harper has probably had the most success out of all the members of the wyatt family
1: uh yeah I don't think bray Wyatt has won a he hasn't won a title since he's been bray wyatt has he well he won the the tag team titles but oh yeah. well yeah that um shit, that was
0: is... yeah that yeah. was pretty
1: recently so yeah you think
0: Harmon needs to change up what he looks like in order to like stand out more because he's just so ingrained What can he change with it that. into. How about, why not actually go back and go look at some Bruiser Brody tapes? I don't know. Just change it up. With the boots with the fur? Yeah. I, it?
1: It just <laughs> got to cover that damn bald spot on
0: his head, Then we'll be good.
1: <laughs> no, I like the rough and uh, ragged look of um, Luke Harper. I like yeah. it. Um, what do we got now? And our main event, the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship John Cena, the champ, versus AJ Styles, versus Dean Ambrose, versus the Miz, versus Bray Wyatt, versus uh, Baron Corbin. As I said at the top of the show, this match is stacked from yeah. front to back. And I just know that this is going to be a freaking awesome match. I just, I can feel that this is going to be an awesome match.
0: You wanna know what, And what's interesting about this? They threw a bunch of statistics out. Cena has the most experience out of everybody in the in the chair match. And I think there's only two people that have been in the chamber that are participating in this match: Cena and Miz. Mm-hmm. Because Corbin hasn't been in it, Ambrose hasn't been in it, uh, Wyatt hasn't been in it, and uh, AJ Styles he isn't he hasn't been in it. So it's like you got a lot of new faces, a lot of new blood. That, mm-hmm. that that might literally be on the canvas of that uh that chamber, and I heard it's supposed to be a be a noon chamber. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but I really hope that doesn't go blue. Can you imagine? <laughs> if oh no,
1: that's chamber... that's way too corny. <laughs> way too corny.
0: Did, have you forgotten what company we're talking about?
1: For a second, I did.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, but, but yeah, I'm I really am looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be good, but honestly, I only see two people winning this:
1: AJ and Cena.
0: No, mm-hmm. Cena and Bray.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I only yeah. see those people. I only see those people winning because I, like I I just do not see WWE giving John Cena the 16th World Championship run and then having him lose it two weeks later. Like, that 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 just really doesn't make sense. And honestly, you've heard the reports that the reason Orton won the rumble is because they want to do Bray Wyatt versus Orton for the championship at Mania, which I don't know why.
1: But... I see that makes absolutely no sense to me. What, so I, I don't know what the hell they see in this Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton stuff, because there is a point in time where SmackDown, it was just firing on all cylinders, knocking it out of the friggin' park. And the only dark spot, the only dark spot on the show was the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton feud. But they invested so much time in it. And it's doing something to somebody in WWE backstage that it ain't doing to me. And I just want to know, what do they see? What's going on? Like, I'm going to need them. You know Mm -hmm. how we analyze stories and stuff. I want to see them yep. do an interview. Whoever that person is, let us know what's going on. Cause yeah. I don't see it. And and if it's so damn good that you're going to take the championship away from that orbit of AJ Styles and John Cena, I need an explanation. I want to know what the hell is going on.
0: Yeah, not to mention you pretty much out of all the competitors, Matt, you really don't know who goes where for Mania because – I don't see where Dean goes because I think he's going to be in some IC title clusterfuck. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like you don't know what they're going to do with the Miz. I mean, you really don't know, like, what they're going to do. Like, AJ Styles is probably the most – he's probably the one guy right now that absolutely has no – no spot,
1: no major spot at WrestleMania this year, and I don't know why. That would be a shame. It truly would be. After the year that he's had, yeah. it really would be. And the rumors that I'm hearing about him and Shane, what? I don't know. I don't know what that does.
0: Here's the, I think, here's the thing. I think it for fans out there, for hardcore fans, man, it's going to be like a good hardcore, like, high-flying spot fest but ultimately what does that do for Styles that's what people don't understand what is that gonna do for Styles long term because a
1: lot of folks don't care about that though like as long as they get a good match they're fine
0: here's the thing you know what's funny and I heard I forgot where I heard this at I can see there's another scenario that could happen Cena loses the title or retains the title and then somebody beats it on a sm- beach and board on a SmackDown episode, because remember, mm-hmm. like, just because the Chamber happens this Sunday, they're still a good, we're still a few month, few like good month and a half away from Mania. We should know because we're gonna be at that son of a bitch, but mm-hmm. and it's gonna be awesome. Believe me, people, we could tell you the stories we've been talking about. What's gonna happen with this week? Oh, it's but,
1: gonna be yeah. so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um,
0: I mean. But but yeah, it's just like there's just so much unknown when it comes to this match, and honestly, ultimately, Jay, I like it.
1: Yeah, I love me it. too. Mm-hmm. I love
0: it. I, I I'm glad that I can't figure this out because it is fun to actually figure out for yourself. But when you've heard the rumored WrestleMania card, like the what we've been hearing for the last week, it does make you wonder mm-hmm. what in the world. And now I also I also heard that it's supposed to be John Cena and Nikki Bella. Versus the Miz and Maurice, which is another reason why I don't think Cena will retain it. Cause it's Because like you, Bray is pretty much the only obvious person that could win that if they if they're if we're talking the chamber.
1: And see, that's only obvious from like uh, I don't know because I don't see that on screen. I don't. Like what? I, I know the champion. Yeah, I. I I understand how people are like, okay, Bray Wyatt is going to win because the rumors are saying he's going to win. And those rumors gain like traction and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I I haven't held just like I didn't get any indication on screen that Randy Orton was going to win the Royal Rumble. that, that just seems like a very weird move to make there. But I mean, you have Bray Wyatt in the match. Um, Baron Corbin, he's been contraction tr- lately. He, he pinned AJ in the state of forward. AJ Styles. And that was a moment for me. I was like, whoa, because you could tell what I, I already knew they had Baron Corbin in this position. That's, yeah. I, t- I think I was talking about Sami Zayn last week when I said he is not. Um, Like He's basically in a position where WWE, if they wanted to flip the switch on him Mm -hmm. and do something with him and move him up a few tiers, then they can do it. I felt like that, with Baron Corbin pinning AJ Styles, that was WWE flipping that switch, saying, okay, it's time. And the guy looks legit. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of every single thing that he does on Talking Smack, it's wonderful i i love that character the way that he portrays the character i am a big baron corbin fan and i'm telling you guys wake up do not sleep on baron corbin it's going to come yeah, a time oh, yeah. this guy's, guy's mm-hmm. going to tear it up in the main event and i think oh, yeah, he, he a step closer to it
0: oh yeah definitely well and let's definitely not discount the moose and the Daniel Bryan. Well, let's talk about that. Let's real quick talk about that, that Miz and Daniel Bryan segment from Tuesday night on SmackDown. That was just some great stuff. I will say I'm not really big on the whole my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut thing. I'm not really – I'm not too big on that. But, yeah, they, like, they just naturally have a great chemistry together on the yes. mic. And you know what's funny? Daniel Bryan mentioned in an interview that, he, that he's not necessarily closing the door – on, like, a payoff to this whole Miz thing. And honestly...
1: You can't do that, Daniel. <laughs> you can't be getting folks' hopes up like that because I'm sitting here saying I don't see how this could end in any other way mm-hmm. other than Daniel Bryan and the Miz getting in the ring and, and, and duking it out. But you say something. You say, oh, I'm... I,
0: Stop teasing.
1: i closes the top. It could happen. You're getting my I'm doing this, Daniel.
0: Oh, and, oh, real so quick. I...
1: Let's,
0: oh, sorry, sorry, my, my bad. Just let's real, let's real quick. Let's actually give credit to Dean Ambrose this past Tuesday night when he said that the Miz looked like a shoe. <laughs> that he said that, he
1: looked like a shoe.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's what that's what I heard heard him say. Like when Dean's like that. I like it when he's like that, not like comedy or like prop steam. Like when he's just edgy and he can make jokes out of it. So yeah, you got a lot of great characters in this match, Mm -hmm. a lot of dynamics that could go down. If they say it's going to be a new chamber, I am really interested to see how they're going to do this match because you know, they're going to use that structure in some way, shape, form or fashion. But if you've actually looking over like the past couple of years when they've done the chamber, They haven't really gone balls to the wall crazy. Like, to me, I'll automatically think, like, the best Elimination Chamber match will be the 2002 one. That's always going to be the best one, in my opinion, because that was the first. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they structure this match out.
1: Yeah, and I think it helps a great deal, the fact that this is the only Elimination Chamber match on the show. That's gonna help it out a lot. Um, I, I heard a lot of people wanting a women's
0: elimination chamber match. And I'm like, um, no, we mm. gave them hell in a cell. We're not. We can't give them the chamber. That that's too much. That's asking for too much, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I, I just think that's unnecessary in this case. Yeah. I, I like the fact that we have one elimination chamber, and it, and it. Me saying that it's not like, oh, you know, uh, as they would say, you know, you you had your time in the spotlight, back to yeah. you know your your places. I'm I'm not saying that. It's just that I like the fact that there is only one elimination chamber, so I'm I'm fine with uh, the the women's matches being spread out. Um. Anything more to say on Elimination Chamber?
0: No, I think it's a like it's a thing. I think it's gonna be one of these shows like where I'm not expecting too much because well, traditionally the SmackDown pay-per-views have been much better than the Raw pay-per-views on other than No Mercy, which I didn't think was that good of a show in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think it'll be a decent show. It'll be an easy sit through to watch.
1: All righty. Anything more to say at all before we uh, head off air?
0: What, what what are your thoughts on this? Uh, real quick, congratulations to the Rock and Roll Express on being the first, I mean, the tag team that's named for this year's uh, WWE Hall of Fame. My love of tag team wrestling loves No Bounds, and so they're part of that. But what have you thought, like, have you actually seen the rumored WrestleMania card? Like, have you seen the full card itself? Uh,
1: if I'm being completely honest, I'm so out of tune with wrestling news sites yeah, I, I I haven't been on. well anything. I I'll I not think... see about that uh that um, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt and then the uh
0: Johnson. Like some and... other...
1: Yeah, that. But I yeah. haven't seen much else.
0: Big Show versus Shaq, That's pretty much a done deal. AJ Styles versus uh Shane O'Mac. That that's another one. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. That's another one for the WWE title. John Cena, Nikki Bella versus the Miz and Maurice. I told you. Um, What? Oh, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Oh, yeah, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. That apparently might still uh, go down. Um, Oh, Reigns versus Wyatt. And then the main event for the Universal Championship. Oh, Reigns versus. Taker. See, see, Rams okay. versus Taker. And the main event for um, WrestleMania, apparently Goldberg and Lesnar for the Universal title. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I'm sure you could throw a
0: Chris Jericho versus uh Oh yeah, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens for for either the Universal title or the United States title. Yeah, I mean, that that card. I'm like other than five matches. <laughs> Um, That are legit I don't know what to say about that card And and again Let me stress this It's a rumored card It's the rumored card But no WWE. It'll probably be the set card
1: I'll say this uh, I, I hope Goldberg Versus Brock Lesnar Is for the Universal Championship
0: Please explain to the people real quick Before we have the IWC Come out of their boots
1: Bring it, bring it, because I got something for you. I'm telling you, if Goldberg wins that championship from Kevin Owens, I don't want to hear one goddamn complaint. If you (laughs) are the type of person that has sat back and talked about how awesome and how funny Kevin Owens was, and you haven't held him to a higher standard than being a comedian. I don't want to hear one complaint about a part timer winning the title. I don't. And I'm just, yeah. really, I pretty much talked about it all last week. Though the reason why yes. I, I I I want a part timer to win the Universal Championship because I think
0: yeah. the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jay, just I'm just warning you because it's like the IWC when it comes to the indie Dars and much like the TNA. Diehards—they just attack you just as soon as you say something bad about
1: TNA. <laughs> but I, you know me, right? When have I ever been scared? Never. Never. Bring it. Bring it. Because I, 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 I'm cause look, we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we'll get there. First, I gotta wait and see if he's actually going to lose the title. But yeah, I got a few things to say about uh, Mr. Kevin James. So. Yeah. Oh,
0: boy. That's pretty much it on my end.
1: Okay, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. Oh, uh, really quickly before we head off the air, we're working behind the scenes. We got some stuff coming up. I know it's been a have been saying that for a while, but we are working, and plans are being put into motion. Um, and with that being said, if you are a fan of this podcast, I highly suggest that you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find the podcast on iTunes by going to the iTunes store and searching for PWF Empire. Go ahead to the iTunes th- store, search for PWF Empire, subscribe to it. It's 100% completely free. The episodes will be automatically downloaded, and you can enjoy this podcast or continue to enjoy it because. Once the other content makes its way to YouTube, the podcast is going to be exclusively a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be on YouTube anymore because um, this is just up here in place of everything else, just so we have something on the channel and it isn't completely dead. But once we actually start uploading videos again to the channel – then the podcast is going to uh, be exclusively a podcast and not on YouTube at all. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And that's it for us. Um, I'll be back on Sunday with a review of Elimination Chamber. Until then, catch you later. Peace.
0: Later days.